Hello, my name is Dr. Pamela Larde, and this is The Joy Whisperer, where we explore the science and the practice of joy as a catalyst for our relationships, our resistance, our resilience, and our restoration. So today we're going to be talking about joy in the face of pain. Now there's a lot of different ways to express our joy and to really experience pain. But one of the ways to experience pain is by bringing forth our joy. And we're going to be looking at how to do that and what that means with three basic truths today. Truth number one, moving in silence perpetuates pain. Truth number two, we have to overcome the guilt of living a joyful life. And truth number three, our joy immunizes us against the contagious pain and hopelessness of others. So I hope you're ready. Grab a friend, grab a pin, and let the joy whispering begin. More of the joy whisperer coming up. what I think you need is a socket wrench. I played JV basketball. I'm sorry. I don't think it looks right. This is good, that? and it's all is good, it, baby. Is it really all good? If you love me enough to routinely test your handyman skills, not to mention the strength of your marriage, then of course you'll visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to make sure I'm in the right car seat. My Shiro doesn't always wear a cape, but she always has time for a hug, a smile, for going the extra mile. My Shiro stretches every dollar, puts in long hours, puts others first. But now it's your time, Mom. When you're ready to retire, we want you to be able to enjoy it. It's time to start saving now. A free three-minute online chat can give you the personalized tips you need to start boosting your retirement savings today. Visit aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. So today's theory to live by is one that will help us better understand the way that trauma plays out for different people. Um, now, the way we understand trauma, and it's talked about a lot, is largely understood from a Western lens, a Western perspective. Um, so we typically look at trauma, you know, as something that maybe somebody experiences after a really traumatic event that they've had a really difficult time overcoming, and therefore they're experiencing PTSD. Um, so perhaps coming back after experiencing combat in war or an event um, such as a shooting of some sort. So those typically lead to what we call PTSD, post-traumatic um, stress disorder. But a researcher in Palestine has brought forth an idea that we don't often think about. What happens when the trauma doesn't have a post because it's something that's perpetual it's something that persists in their lives on a regular basis. This is something that um, is important for us to acknowledge because the idea of bringing joy into our lives 
when we are experiencing perpetual trauma versus a traumatic event in which we are no longer in that danger has different ramifications and we really need to consider them differently. In um, Jabir's words, there is no post because the trauma for some people is repetitive and ongoing and continuous, which means that we have to be even more proactive about the joy strategies that we put in place to make sure that we are able to have still our critical thinking skills and to maintain our ability to empathize. It's time to tag a friend in this conversation. How is joy sustained in your life? I look to the small, beautiful, rare gifts of life. You know, when things are are tough, I look at my children. I know it's cliche, but I look at them and they're so just rare and special to me. And I know that everything's going to be okay. And I also look to my dreams and my goals. You know, I have things that I'm working on to keep me reminded of the promise of joy, even though things, you know, might not be as Welcome back to the Joy Whisperer. Now, I need to demystify a myth that I've often heard on social media in very popular memes that kind of circulate, particularly in um, black circles on social media. And the reason why I say that, because I've talked to friends who are of other cultural backgrounds and they're like, I've never heard that before. Um, But this is something that I hear quite commonly, which is this idea of moving in silence. And I want to say that truth number one is that moving in silence actually perpetuates pain. And I want to really dig into that because a lot of times we think that if there are things that are happening that are good in our lives or things that, you know, we want to celebrate that we're working on, things that we've got, you know, cooking up that we want to release at some point, the idea has been to keep that quiet because if you don't, you're going to jinx it. If you don't, somebody's going to steal the idea. If you don't, somebody's going to down your idea. And I would like to offer that this mindset actually is rooted in fear. And that is not a mindset that perpetuates joy. It actually goes against the research um, rather than supporting the research. So just to be very clear, we don't want to move in silence. But I think what we do definitely want to do is to be careful, of course, about who we share our good news with. And this is why, as I'll talk about later, having a joy tribe is going to be a really good idea for those of us who choose not to move in silence. So there's an article in Psychology Today that actually refutes exactly the idea that uh, we need to move in silence. Um, In this article entitled The Science Behind the Joy of Sharing Joy, Dr. Emma Sapala talks about the fact that our willingness to share our joy with others actually enhances our joy. So when we share those experiences, we share those ideas, um, we enhance our own joy. And guess what? We also enhance the joy of others. And part of this is connected to when you hear it come out of your own mouth, when you hear the expressions of joy, it actually stimulates more joy because you are feeling the impact of of that experience all over again. So the idea is that when we tell people about our happiness, 
that has far greater benefits, according to Sapala, than just remembering or writing it down for ourselves. You know, many of us are journaling and writing things down. I do it all the time. But there is something about the power of our voice. There is something about the power of hearing ourselves say it that makes such a profound difference. So when we are wondering whether or not we should share the joy and whether or not that would bring other people down, whether or not that is something um, that is going to be helpful to us, think about who would be able and willing to listen and to hear and to rejoice with you. Of course, everything isn't for everyone. We do need to scrutinize a little bit um, around who we want to share with and who we don't want to share with. But Keeping it in only hurts ourselves, and it really um, keeps our joy from the rest of the world, and and that's not something that we want to do. So be willing to share. Do not think that moving in silence is the answer, because you might feel like you're protecting yourself, but what you're really doing is you are insulating yourself in a sense of um, isolation and pain and depression because we can't speak out the joys that we're experiencing. When we let it out, when we express it, we're able to actually experience the reciprocation that occurs when we let that joy out and other people bring it back to us. So rather than walking in fear, rather than walking with a sense of overprotection, and this need to make sure that our um, stories, our experiences are um, not made public, actually think about it from the standpoint of how our experiences can give us light. Now, for any of this research, um, go to the Joy Whisperer website, thejoywhisperer.org, go to episodes and find the links to all of these studies online. More of The Joy Whisperer coming up. to drive an hour to cheer them on as they get beat 11 to nothing in the rain, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Throw that ball, Diane. Woo! You got this! It's an amazing experience. It was so much more than I expected. I didn't quite know what I was getting into when I signed up for this. Was it the right program for me? Was I going to get what I needed out of it? I got what I needed and more. For anyone considering becoming a coach, I highly recommend this program. This weekend intensive was so awesome. Uh, it allows structure and discipline and it's an efficient process. And most importantly, you have instructors that bring real life experiences that bring the content to life. I got practice. I'm not afraid to walk out and coach somebody right now. I also got clients and booked clients from those discussions. I also booked a speaking engagement from this weekend. This was way more than I could have imagined. We're just phenomenal. You know, I, I don't really think I could have asked for much more. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. I could not have 
done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence and now I feel unstoppable. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. So joy is contagious. And this is one of the reasons why it's so important for us not to silence ourselves, not to move in silence, because it is in fact contagious. There's actually a research study by Christakis and Fowler that found that though our well-being and expressions of our well-being is actually contagious and has the power to influence those that are around us. And it, it's no wonder that we are attracted to people that have a sense of well-being, that are positive, that are full of energy, because that level of um, influence inspires us to act and to engage in our own levels of positivity and joy. But here's the thing. It's not only that it has the power to influence those that are directly around us, it also has the power to influence people at three levels of separation from us. So it means that we've got this whole ripple effect that's happening as a result of being willing to express and live out our joy. So think about that. You never necessarily know who is going to be impacted by your willingness to express your joy. So it could be the cousin of your friend's brother who just so happened to experience some of level, level of your joy. Now think about social media and the way that our influence spreads on social media. And so we have a lot of different ways, whether this is on the internet or in person or through some of the meetings that we may even be involved in on Zoom, because everything is so virtual nowadays. We have the opportunity to strongly influence others with our own joy. So it's contagious. The other thing is that it, this can't happen if silence is our rule. So think about the way that we stifle not only our joy, but that of the people around us when silence is our rule. And sometimes silence is absolutely necessary. There are times where it is better, there's more silence or there's more power in our silence. But there are other times when we need to know how to use our voice and how to make ourselves seen and known uh, through various situations. So whether we are in a workplace that is stifling and that's not healthy and that's toxic, how do we refuse to silence ourselves, refuse to stifle our joy in those kinds of situations? And what happens when we dare to do just that? Who are the people that can be positively influenced by our own joy? This is indeed the kind of thing we want to be contagious with rather than the toxicity or the negativity that tends to permeate the workplace anyway. So how do we become more proactive about putting it out there, allowing others to be influenced by it, knowing the possibility of three degrees of separation being inspired and influenced by what we bring to the table. So what's the flip side of that? The flip side of that is that if we're not expressing our joy, if we're keeping that under wraps, and instead our pain and our fear and our negativity, our depression is what's coming out, 
guess what? Other people are influenced by that as well. And three degrees of separation are influenced by that as well. And so think about what it is that you want to put out there. What kind of influence do you want to have? If it was up to you, and if you can create the kind of influence you want to create, what would that be? And it is up to you. You do get to decide. You do get to design the way that you express yourself. And there are people who will take that in and take that influence in, and let's, let's just say it's positive influence, who will take that positive influence in and use that for good. And they are then creating their own ripple effect. So when we talk about, you know, sometimes the world is overwhelming and how can I possibly be a part of the change in the world? I, I love the, the saying that says, be the change that you want to see in the world. Be that because you can't underestimate the power of that. There are people who will see and who will feel and who will bring in that energy and they will put that energy out somewhere else. And the ripple effect is strong, powerful and effective. There is power in joy, and this week's power gear is the classic Joy Whisperer shirt. Now this one is by far the most popular of all of the Joy Whisperer designs, and I keep hearing from you all about how much you love it. I recently heard from Caroline, who ran the marathon at Disney this past weekend and wore her Joy Whisperer gear in the process. Thank you, Caroline, for representing the Joy Whisperer at Disney. For anybody who's interested in getting some Joy Whisperer gear, go to thejoywhisperer.org, visit our store, and pick out the design and the outfit that best fits you. Check out our collection of designs and products all around the concept of joy. We'd love for you to join this Joy Whisperer tribe. And the first step is to get some Joy Whisperer gear. Coming up, we're going to talk about how to eliminate some of that guilt we feel around our joy. Hmm, maybe you can make retirement happen. After all, you made home ownership happen. Homeschooling yourself on loans, beefing up your credit score. So I'm pre-approved. You were like, yes! Sorry. Color coding listings, ticking boxes, and flushing every toilet in a 20-mile radius. Home sweet home. You aced house hunting. Now get the tips you need to get on track at aceyourretirement.org. STEM is the discipline of hard numbers. Precise. No margin for error. Dare to forget that. Dare to have fun with it. Get weird with it. Dare to get messy or just mess it up. Dare to program something internet breaking. Record breaking. Dare to blow their minds. Dare to try. Dare to fail. Dare to keep daring. Science! Dare to learn the difference between organic, sedimentary, and non-foliated metamorphic rock. Get outside. Find those rocks. Dare to be homeroom famous. A high school fable. Dare to send those old STEM theories flying past the neighbor's house into outer space. And for the love of STEM, dare bigger. Dare to code. Dare to invent. Dare to explore. Dare to STEM. Check out She Can STEM to get started.
you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. Don't drive buzzed. It's all is good, it, baby. Is it really all good? If you love me enough to routinely test your handyman skills, not to mention the strength of your marriage, then of course you'll visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to make sure I'm in the right car seat. It's time to tag a friend in this conversation. How is joy sustained in your life? Nurture and maintain relationships that are low maintenance. Um, what I mean by low maintenance is I'm not required to make daily phone calls, daily visits, meetings, um, whatever that may look like. And then it goes both ways. Um, there could be weeks or maybe a month or so that I, we haven't spoken or connected, but that's okay. When we do have time to connect, it's like we've never st skipped a beat. There's no pressure. There's no guilt tripping or any of that. Just happy to be in one another's company. Welcome back to The Joy Whisperer. Now, in our exploration of how we can possibly experience joy while in the midst of pain, I want to impart truth number two to you, which is that we've got to overcome the guilt of having a joyful life. Now, there are so many ways that people will contribute to that guilt, um, and it's important for us to be aware of that. And so one of the ways that you know people contribute to that guilt is by intentionally guilting you, by intentionally saying things like, how can you possibly be this joyful when there is so much pain going around. And it's important for us to pay attention to these moments and how we respond to these moments. And it's also important to understand that while other people can guilt us out of our joy, we can also guilt ourselves out of our joy. And so really understanding how, how guilt works um, is, is gonna be important for us to understand how to combat that guilt. So thinking about what are the messages that are in your mind that say, you know what, I probably need to tone this down, or I probably need to, um, you know, be super mellow and not express too much joy because that person over there is experiencing hardship. And of course, we want to be empathetic. We want to be emotionally intelligent, and we don't want to be insensitive to the needs of others. So that's really important. But what we do need to make sure we maintain is our outlet for joy. How do we let it out? When do we let it out? And with whom do we let the joy out? And so guilting can cause us to let go of that joy altogether and to stifle that joy altogether. Whereas when we understand what guilting does and the moments in which we feel guilty, we are better equipped to say, you know what, this might not be the moment right now to express it in this particular way, but I'm going to make sure that my joy comes through in some way, shape, or form. Also, another way is that that question or that assumption that people think we may see ourselves above them. Uh, you know, that question of, do you think you're better than me because of all the happy-go-luckiness that you have going on in your life? And yes, and this is a real thing. I mean, there are people who are so inundated with their own pain um, and the everyday traumas that they may experience in life, that they do indeed look upon people who are experiencing joy and celebration um, with uh, two things, a sense of, you know, inferiority, you know, and, and, and on the other hand, you thinking, them believing you think you're superior, but also this disbelief, 
you know, are you really that dang happy? You know, is that really, are you being fake? You know, what's really going on? And so you've got these two different mindsets that are going on that questions the capacity for joy that we're showing. And while it's not the best idea for us to be so outer centered and worried about what other people are thinking, the reality is that we are human beings who desire connection and what other people say does impact us in some ways. And so what's really important is for us to pay attention to how we are impacted um, by these different perspectives, that perspective that, um, you know, you may think you're better than me or that perspective of, oh, you're not really that happy. It's important for us to pay attention to that and to also self-reflect, to think about to what extent, if at all, is there any truth to what they're saying? Am I truly experiencing the joy that I'm expressing? And if I'm not, am I in a phase in my life where I'm practicing the exercise and the practice of joy so that it does become more real to me? And, and it, if we can understand the distinction between the phases and the levels of joy that we're experiencing and why we're practicing joy and get really clear and stand firm in that, it will help us to sustain it even through moments of guilt, even through moments when people try to pour that guilt into us. This is what's going to keep us firm and this is the foundation that's going to enable us to keep moving in spite of um, those negative feelings, that guilt, that need, that push to kind of hover and stifle, you know, your own joy, um, cower and stifle your own joy. So I want you to pay attention to those things. Think about the ways in which people or yourself have tried to instill guilt and use those as opportunities to learn more about yourself and to buckle down even more on your own joy. Everyone has something to say about everything on social media. So what are some of the social media pushbacks to joy? We'll talk about that when we return. More of the Joy Whisperer coming up. Thank you. Thank you. It was an amazing experience. It was so much more than I expected. I didn't quite know what I was getting into when I signed up for this. Was it the right program for me? Was I going to get what I needed out of it? I got what I needed and more. For anyone considering becoming a coach, I highly recommend this program. This weekend intensive was so awesome. Uh, it allows structure and discipline and it's an efficient process. And most importantly, you have instructors that bring real life experiences that bring the content to life. I got practice. I'm not afraid to walk out and coach somebody right now. I also got clients and booked clients from those discussions. I also booked a speaking engagement from this weekend. This was way more than I could have imagined. We're just phenomenal. You know, I, I don't really think I could have asked for much more.
My Shiro doesn't always wear a cape, but she always has time for a hug, a smile, for going the extra mile. My Shiro stretches every dollar, puts in long hours, puts others first. But now it's your time, Mom. When you're ready to retire, we want you to be able to enjoy it. It's time to start saving now. A free three-minute online chat can give you the personalized tips you need to start boosting your retirement savings today. Visit aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. If you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. Don't drive buzzed. Welcome back to the Joy Whisperer. So to dive a little bit more deeply into some of the social media banter that we see around some of these social global crises, I want to share a couple of the ones that I've been seeing frequently and just kind of tackle those a little bit. Um, one of the most common um, conversations that I've been seeing had are that are in a p- opposition, you know, to expressing joy or support around any of the things that are happening. One is the idea that if it isn't about my people, it doesn't matter because those aren't my people. And and so it's really this whole idea of shutting yourself off to the suffering, the pain um, of other people. And maybe because the perception is, well, these people have oppressed me, so I don't care. Or the perception that I don't believe in what they believe in, so not really my issue. And I want to caution us against that mentality that says that if it's not about me and it's not about my people and it's not about the people or the issues that I care about, then I'm going to turn a blind eye, that I'm going to hold back my compassion. There is actually danger in that, and and that actually stifles our joy. And the irony around it is that I think many people who think this way believe that they are preserving their joy by holding back their compassion for somebody else's pain. I'm not going to even engage. I'm not going to involve myself with their situation. Only going to focus on mine. Only going to focus on my joy. That's an ineffective way to live our joy. Um, There's a book called, uh, it's actually called The Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And in it, the Dalai Lama specifically says that the idea of cultivating um, as little as 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day in compassion for somebody else can yield 24 hours of joy in response to that. Think about it. So what happens when we're holding back our compassion for somebody else? It really puts us in a negative state of mind. It puts us in a place where we are actively disregarding the experiences of other people. And to do that takes energy. And the kind of energy that that takes is a negative energy. So if we think about what the Dalai Lama said, our willingness to expend a level of compassion, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, yields 24 hours a day of joy. That's something that's quite powerful. And it's something that's worth thinking about when we see messages or put out messages that say that if it's not about us, it doesn't matter. Our circle of concern, he continues to say, is as important to our well-being as it is to the well-being of the world. So it is important for us to not only care for ourselves and the issues and the concerns 
that are important to us, but also to those of other people. It's just a part of humanity. It's just what it means to be a part of the human species. The other thing that I've seen circulate the social media quite a bit is anybody right now who is posting these lighthearted, silly, you know, amusing memes are insensitive and clueless about the terrible things that are going on in the world. And so the, the message there is we shouldn't be making people laugh. We shouldn't be joking around. We shouldn't be sending around silly um, memes and posts because it's, it's an insensitive thing to do. Well, I will venture to say that we need joy. We need laughter. Laughter heals. Joy heals. Positivity heals. And so we can't allow ourselves to be inundated 24 hours a day with the negativity, with the pain, with the hopelessness. Because what that does is it drains us. We can only take so much. And there are moments when we are going to need an outlet, something that will enable us to, to be released for a minute from the heaviness of what's going on in the world. It doesn't mean we're running. It doesn't mean that we are hiding from the real things that are happening from the reality of life. It means that we are taking the time to give ourselves doses of joy, doses of healing, so that we can continue on and we can get up and keep moving and keep the good fight going. So do not be afraid to express joy in the face of pain. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college. So I'm trying to break that barrier. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Honey, what I think you need is a socket wrench. I played JV basketball. I'm sorry. I don't think it looks right. This is good, that? and it's all is good, it, baby. Is it really all good? If you love me enough to routinely test your handyman skills, not to mention the strength of your marriage, then of course you'll visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to make sure I'm in the right car seat. If you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. Don't drive buzzed. Thank you. Thank you. It's time to tag a friend in this conversation. How is joy sustained in your life? 
this really sounds like two sides of the same coin to me, if that's how the, the saying goes. But I know that both require work and both require faith. And so I believe it's time to really let it go when your why is no longer connected to your vision, when it doesn't bring you joy, and when you don't wanna get out of bed or um, stay up all night working on it, that's when it's time to let it go. So today's whisper in my ear is a really important question that we have to pay attention to if we are struggling with our own joy. The question is, what if the joy isn't working for me through all of this pain? Valid question, because there are going to be moments when we are trying with all of our might to find the joy that's in us. When no matter what we do, no matter who we spend time with, the amount of time we spend isn't enough to bring us our joy. It's really important to understand the line between sadness and depression. And when we are struggling with this, first and foremost, and, and one of the key um, signals is if we are sitting in the same place of lowness and this, this rut for at least two weeks, it's important for us to think about whether or not it's time to reach out for help. And that's around the time frame that therapists and professionals, mental health professionals, recommend that we consider reaching out. If we are consistently in that same low, gloomy place for uh, ongoing two weeks, it's time to reach out. So first and foremost, I would recommend very strongly to reach out to seek help, to seek mental health help, therapy, counseling. Start where you need to start and allow the, the professional to guide you in the direction that you need to go. Particularly if you are having any suicidal thoughts, the suicidal ideations, definitely reach out to the suicide hotline. Reach out to somebody that you love and care for and trust, but do not hold that in your, you know, to yourself. This is probably one of the most dangerous forms of silence that we can possibly carry. The silence that suppresses and, and keeps our pain deeply hidden. So if that is something that you're struggling with on a deep level, and by deep level I say two weeks have gone by and nothing's changing, then definitely reach out for help. Now after that, after you've reached out for help, what are some things that you can do on your own, whether or not you're, you know, that help is ongoing or whether or not you're like, you know what, it, it isn't that bad, but it's bad enough where I need to do something about it. First and foremost, take care of your physical well-being. And this is really, it's just as literal as it sounds, but taking care of your physical well-being will give you the physical strength that you need to push through some of the more challenging days. For example, getting out of bed sometimes can feel physically and mentally debilitating, like I can't get up. And I've had days like that. I have had days where I just mentally, emotionally, physically cannot get out of bed. And what do I do? I have coping mechanisms for moments like that. And I know I'm gonna send a text to a close person in my life and say, I am having a struggle right now. I can't get up. I can't move. And they know how to respond. They'll call me up. They'll talk to me. And we will do what it takes to get me out of that moment. And once I'm out of that moment, I'm fine. 
But sometimes we get stuck in those moments and we can stay there for a long time. And the longer we stay there, the harder it is to, to get up. And so number one, really number two, after you've sought the help that you might need to seek out, number two is to take care of your physical well-being. So this means moving, getting your body in motion. This means walking regularly, running. It, may, it might mean um, laughing getting those facial muscles going. It might mean dancing, but movement is going to be essential to your ability to cultivate and bring joy into your life. The second one, or the third one, is to convene a tribe. And this is what I was referring to when I said, sometimes I've got to call somebody up that I trust and say, okay, I'm having a moment. Your tribe is there to not only help you cultivate your joy, but to also help you bring you out of some of the most difficult moments of pain that you may experience. So how do you cultivate that tribe? How, you do, how do you bring that group together? Sometimes it is not something that forms naturally. Um, in our early years, you know, kindergarten, first grade, high school, college, we had a bunch of people around us and it was easier to maintain friendships. Sometimes in adulthood, it's more difficult. So we have to be intentional about building our tribe intentional about being physical and moving around, and intentional about seeking help. Our joy immunizes us against the contagious pain and hopelessness of others. I really love this. It reminds me, it takes me back to um, a show that Oprah did many years ago um, with mothers and daughters. And essentially, she was saying that mothers... For those of you who instill a sense of self, a strong sense of self-esteem and self-worth in your daughter, you are basically immunizing them against abusive relationships later in life so that they would actually recognize and feel the intensity of those relationships and not be um, willing to endure those for very long, even if they were to get into one. And in the same sense, I, I that resonated with me. Because the idea of joy, in the same sense, immunizes us against that contagious pain and the contagious hopelessness that others may be experiencing. So it enables us to find our own strength and our own sense of how we see the world in spite of how the other people see the world. And it also helps us with our strategy. As I was watching some of the tragic images of the Ukrainian invasion unfold, there was an interview that was held, um, and it was a mother, and she was holding her children, and they were in the process of trying to um, evacuate the country. And the whole time she was being interviewed, she had a smile on her face, and the reporter noticed that. And the reporter asked, why is it that you're smiling through this? And the mother said, you know, I have to smile because it's the only way that I can control my hysteria. <sighs> and she went on to explain how being able to control her hysteria in that moment essentially was her way of protecting her children. And so what she did in that moment was to find whatever bit of joy she was able to express as a form of protection for her children. So that for her was a smile. That for her when she looked down at her children or when she was in the presence of her children, even if she wasn't engaging with them but is engaging with somebody else like a reporter, her commitment was to keep a smile on her face. 
This was her way of immunizing herself and her children against the pain and the hopelessness of the scene of what everybody else was likely experiencing, what the mother herself was likely experiencing. I have a, a shirt that has a saying on it and it says faith over fear. And I love the saying because it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't have fear. What it says is that we have our fear, but over our fear, we're going to um, instill faith. We're going to allow our faith to serve as a blanket of comfort over our fear. And that's so powerful. And joy operates in the same way over our fear, over our pain, over our despair, the different things that we face in our lives. And if we learn how to take that joy and use it as a warm blanket, as a source of comfort, it will enable us and give us the strength to keep going, to get up to take the step forward, and even to just take care of ourselves and to nurture ourselves before we're ready to give, to get, before we're ready to get up. And so having that joy as a source of immunization, as a source of strengthening through hopeless and painless situations, and in the presence of hopeless and painful people, it, it will help us create our own strategy. It will help us find our own sense of health and well-being through some of these situations. And so as this mother, she's smiling to protect herself as it's, you know, you know, the only way that she can cover um, that hysteria long enough to get her where she needs to go. Because it's not about denying our feelings. It's not about suppressing our emotions. It's about bringing in the response that we need to have to get us from where we are to where we want to be. And she knows that the hysteria is not going to help them right now. She knows that the hysteria is not going to give them the strength and the power that they need to move forth. But what she does know is that joy will do that, that a smile will do that. And so use your joy as an immunization against contagious pain and more of the Joy Whisperer coming up. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college. So I'm trying to break that barrier. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. It's an amazing experience. It was so much more than I expected. I didn't quite know what I was getting into when I signed up for this. Was it the right program for me? Was I going to get what I needed out of it? I got what I needed and more. For anyone considering becoming a coach, I highly recommend this program. This weekend intensive was so awesome. Uh, it allows structure and discipline and it's an efficient process. And most importantly, you have instructors that bring real life experiences that bring the content to life. I got practice. I'm not afraid to walk out and coach somebody right now. I also got clients and booked clients from those discussions. I also booked a speaking engagement from this weekend. This was way more than I could have imagined. It was just phenomenal. You know, I, I don't really think I could have asked for much more. 
If you love them enough to drive an hour to cheer them on as they get beat 11 to nothing in the rain, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. a really great quote on my Instagram page the other day. Um, and it says, when you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their internal struggle than it ever had to do with you, you learn grace. And I think that's an incredibly powerful quote in terms of what we do to insulate ourselves with our joy. And somebody who does that really well is Tabitha Brown. Now, where she is today most certainly is not where she was just a few years ago. But we, many of us, like myself, watched her journey and watched how she shared her life and her family and her values with uh, the world via social media. Most of us know of her because of her amazing vegan recipes. So those of us who are not vegan, like myself, can still appreciate what she brings to the table largely because of the life and the spirit that she brings to her page. If you ever want to just experience a moment of joy, visit Tabitha Brown's page. What's great is that we've been able to watch her evolve over time and watch her career grow. And so now she's in Hollywood doing big things, living out her dream. And through all of this, through the journey of her life, she has managed to exude joy through all of it. Whether or not things are going great, through the highs and lows, through the disappointments, through the growth in marriage and motherhood and life, she has managed to exude joy through all of those experiences. And I would love for us to think about how we can exude joy no matter what. And this is what it means. This is the difference between joy and happiness. We might see her in a moment and say, wow, that's a happy person. But when you really look through the trajectory of her life and you look through the consistency and the values that are grounded in joy, you understand that what she's living is much deeper than happiness. In a recent um, interaction that she had with another celebrity, and no need to name the celebrity because it's not really that important in terms of who they are, there she's chosen to do what Michelle Obama has said, you know, when they go low, we go high. And she talks about how she engaged that person from a spirit of love and from a foundation of joy, rather than the need to meet her where she was. Because what she did was she viewed and she observed the, the need and the pain that was happening in the woman's life. So I want to show you how she described her response on a direct attack, as meaningful, as well-meaningful as it may have been, but a, a direct attack on her and her husband and her family. Rather than attack back, Tabitha Brown took an entirely different approach. And she was asked about this on a podcast recently, and I'd love to show you exactly what she said. She's been fighting for a long time, and I was not gonna show up to the fight. I was gonna show up to love her, right? And to pray for her. I still pray for her every day, especially these days, because she's not well. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see people that way. I just thought, 
Well, this woman needs grace in this moment. And to know that somebody sees her in this moment without negativity. Freedom. It's at the core of who we are. The freedom to live without fear, to jog where we please, to wear a hoodie. The freedom to breathe. Before we celebrate the freedom most Americans have, we must fight for the freedom all Americans deserve. Because all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Thank you. STEM is the discipline of hard numbers. Precise. No margin for error. Dare to forget that. Dare to have fun with it. Get weird with it. Dare to get messy. Or just mess it up. Dare to program something internet-breaking. Record-breaking. Dare to blow their minds. Dare to try. Dare to fail. Dare to keep daring. Science! Dare to learn the difference between organic, sedimentary, and non-foliated metamorphic rock. Get outside. Find those rocks. Dare to be homeroom famous. A high school fable. Dare to send those old STEM theories flying past the neighbor's house into outer space. And for the love of STEM, dare bigger. Dare to code. Dare to invent. Dare to explore. Dare to STEM. Check out She Can STEM to get started. Jason, let's go see your room. What do you think? We kept it a little spare, so you can decorate it how you like. Dinner. Go. Excellent. Soccer is fun. Yeah, I saw you guys out there. We're in the middle. 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 We're in the It's time to tag a friend in this conversation. How is joy sustained in your life? Um, number one, I am completely debt-free. That includes student loan debt, no car note, no child support, no mortgage, no rent. So luckily for me, I don't have the pressure, stress, worry, and burden of um, financial burden that most people have. Lord and God and baby Jesus are active in my life, so I'm emotionally stable and just happy. How is joy sustained in your life? Contact us at Whispering Joy on IG and get the details on how you can be a part of the show. So this week's gift to myself is a changeup. 
in my regular exercise routine. Now, I am a creature of habit, so I tend to do the same thing over and over again, and I'm good with that. I usually don't even look for new things to do. But I've noticed that I've started to lag a bit in my commitment to exercise. And so what I usually do is I run, I have a certain distance that I run, a certain amount of time that I run. And even when I'm on the treadmill, I look at the numbers and I play with the numbers and compete with myself. But for some reason, the thrill of that has kind of gone away. And just like with any relationship that you're in, in a relationship with yourself, you might need to spice things up a bit by just changing things up a bit. So I changed up my workout. And so I have gone from just my regular running or my regular walking, and I've incorporated jumping jacks. And while that may not seem like a big deal to many of you, for me, it gave new life to my exercise. And so now I turn on Beyonce and I do a set of jumping jacks and I have a certain number, I'm not telling y'all what it is, that I am reaching every single day and then I enhance it and I grow that number every day. So for me, it's just about a simple, easy tweak, easy change that brings a new spark to my exercise routine. And I don't know, maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll add a couple of more things to it. But right now, the jumping jacks are doing it for me. Um, but what I will say, though, is I also have been walking around with weights. And so this is just something that goes along with some of my regular exercises. So when I run, sometimes I pick up the, the weights and I run part of my time with the weights. Or when I walk, I'll pick up the weights to do that. So believe it or not, even with the jumping jacks, I can pick up those weights and I can add that to my routine as well. And so... Even for those of us who are creatures of habit, and especially if we get bored really easily, um, it's really important to try to find new ways to enjoy the process of exercise. I've always really loved exercise, but I've noticed as I've gotten busier in the last few years that it's harder to stay committed. So if that's the case for you, if you ever find it a little bit more difficult than usual to stay on your routine, and that can be any routine that's related to your self-care, find ways to integrate something new to it, something exciting, something spicy. And for me, my spicy is jumping jacks. <laughs> when we start to experience some pushback to our much needed and our much deserved joy, we have got to find ways to be proactive and to ensure that we're able to insulate ourselves with that joy regardless. So not giving into the guilt, not giving into the other feelings of despair that might be out there. So I want you to take some time to think about that this week and exercise the joy that is in you so that other people can experience it too. To join the conversation throughout the week, visit me on my social media pages on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Also, tune in on SSN TV via Roku every Thursday at noon Eastern time. Joy is our greatest energy source for our resistance, our resilience, our relationships, and our restoration. Have an amazing day. There's more to come on SSN TV.
television all the way up.